now, back to BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Mike Tomlin there on his Steelers. Sort of cut off just a little bit there, but you know, things happen. Sometimes he's a man of many words, and sometimes he gets to the point, and he ends it, Ryan, and that's it. That's All that matters is he's number one on my rankings of coaches I want to go to the uh, You know what? Well, Cliff Kingsbury probably would have been on there, but now he's no longer a head coach in the NFL. So I feel like he'd be the kind of guy you'd want to fight by like 1 a.m. Whereas yeah, with Tomlin, he, you guys are probably hitting like White Castle or whatever you have here, your like 3 a.m. burger joint. Maybe looking no for an after hours. No White Castle's in the D.C. area, unfortunately. I know. I it's know. unfortunate. I would do anything for... You could it, buy the frozen ones in the it's, grocery store. It's, it's not the not same. It's not the same, man. It's not you know the what same. I mean? It's just not the same. I know. You got to hit Wawa. Wawa is always a good choice. Don't don't you make that face? Not for me. The disrespect. Of I know. Wawa. Wawa has burgers now. Yeah, like, I don't want to. I don't want to eat a burger from a gas station. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, oh, it's so not a gas station. It's so it's different than station. that. Oh, that is so disrespectful. Chris Mack, 93.7 <laughs> The Fan, Beck QL jumps on with us. Can, can you at least help me out with this? Wawa, not a gas station. So much more than that. Am I right? Look, Nick, I am from the other side of the state where we celebrate sheets. Rather than Wawa, so I'm sorry. They're um, similar though, right? Like you wouldn't make Sheets or Wawa a gas station. It's much more than that. This is true. A, a, a Sheets MTO. I don't care what it is. Some sort of meat-like substance between two bread-like substances <laughs> at 3 a.m. I mean, give it to me. Let me tell you something, man. The chicken sandwiches, and this is a free plug for Sheets. Uh, they're amazing, and I'd love them to yes. sponsor the show as well as part of what BetMGM already does, and we thank them for that. All right, so you're Steelers, man. Like, they're starting to get a – look, it, it's growing just a little bit, right? Like, we're starting to see that groundswell for, ooh, maybe Kenny Pickett has grown. Maybe Kenny Pickett is uh, more of a franchise quarterback. The view in Pittsburgh right now of this team, and specifically Kenny Pickett, what is it? Steeler fans collectively, it's like they've all grabbed a handful of blue pills and swallowed them all at once. They are excited. (laughs) Very, very excited. The Rockets have been awoken. Um, Because this offense was fairly flawless through the first... I mean, the offense was... The first team offense, relatively flawless, right? Five drives, five touchdowns. Kenny Pickett, I think... The, the best quarterback rating of any quarterback in the preseason who threw at least 10 passes. Uh, the defense, for, for what it's worth, also shut down every opportunity they were faced with as well in the preseason. Uh, so that's the crazy part here, guys, is that both sides of the ball looked really, really good in the preseason. Now, take that for what it's worth. Uh, second and third stringers for Atlanta and Tampa – the middle game against Buffalo, I put a little bit of stock in. Uh, they made the Bills look pretty shoddy in that second preseason game. But a lot of it does have to do with, like you said, Nick, Kenny Pickett looks like he's primed for a big jump. We'll see if that continues into the regular season when he's got to face some real defenses like San Francisco in week one, Cleveland week two, and beyond. Um, but even if they get just more than the incremental growth that I think some people expected. If it's somewhere between incremental and exponential, I think it's enough that the Steelers go from being maybe a nine-win team that just misses a wild card to a 10-win team that definitely makes the playoffs. That's why I like plus 135 right now, bet MGM for them to make the playoffs. I'm a a huge fan of that number. Same here. And I really, I mean, the offensive side of the balls look really good. And what might help them week one, obviously, against San Francisco, is if they don't get a deal done with Nick Bosa. That's what I wanted to ask you Mm -hmm. about, though, because... They used, I believe, it was the 14th pick on Broderick Jones' left tackle. But Dan Moore Jr. has actually played pretty good. And I listened to these clips from Matt Canada, and they're not 
really named a starter yet. Who do you think ends up winning those tackle jobs? It'll be Dan Moore Jr. He he held off Broderick Jones through camp. Uh, I I I don't want to say I'm disappointed in Broderick Jones. It's way too early to be dis- disappointed in the guy. Um, I just thought he was going to come in and make a whole heck of a bigger splash than he did. Like I thought he was going to come in like Marquise Pouncey did when he was drafted and just steal the incumbent's job like the first week of training camp. He didn't do that. Now. There's something to be said for them wanting to bring him along slowly, much like they brought along Kenny Pickett slowly last year and gave him a chance to steal, quote-unquote, steal the job from the incumbent. And look at the edge rushers they've got to face in the first, what, three weeks at least. Um, They've got, like you said, Bosa, assuming he's back and in the fold in week one. They've got Miles Garrett in week two, and they've got Max Crosby in week three. So I think they want to ease... Broderick Jones into that, but it's not just that. It's that Dan Moore Jr., to your point, Ryan, he did overperform uh, to expectations in this training camp and in the preseason. He's been a great run blocker. He's shown a lot of growth pass protection-wise, and there's always the chance, too, that Chooks Okorafor, who plays right tackle, could have his job indirectly taken by Broderick Jones. They can move more over to the right side. They happened during a couple snap, snaps in training camp when Chooks jumped off sides, jumped uh, false started early in, in drills, and they put Jones at left and Moore at right. So that's a possibility as well as we sort of slowly move our way through the season. What are your thoughts on Matt Canada as a play caller? You know, like the last couple of years, I wasn't the biggest fan. The offense near the bottom in scoring and yards last year. But again, you start the year with Trubisky, and then you have a rookie quarterback. Yeah. I just... You know, you look at the preseason, I don't really think they're running anything new. I think it's just everybody's gotten a little bit better. But what are your uh, thoughts, I guess, your opinion on him as a play caller? Yeah, I, I think Matt Canada is going to get real lucky that he works for Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> because Mike Tomlin's got a, a crazy amount of loyalty to his assistants. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, as everybody knows, they have a, an insane amount of loyalty to anybody on the staff. It's going to take a lot of failure for you to ta- have your job taken away. Uh, and Matt Canada, I think in most other places, given the level of failure that offense showed last year, even with a rookie quarterback, probably gets run out of town. But Mike Tomlin wanted to give him the extra year. Matt Canada could probably send a thank you card to Kenny Pickett as well, because if not for the fact that they had a quarterback going through his first full NFL offseason and they didn't want to upset the apple cart, so to speak, they probably take a serious look at a different offensive coordinator, but they wanted to keep everything consistent for Pickett through the offseason. And whatever Pickett does this year for the offense to take that jump, that leap, it'll get some of the credit will rub off on Matt Canada, even though, to your point, Ryan, they're not doing anything different. They've just got much more talent involved now over the last couple of drafts. Pickett, Pickens, uh, you know, they the offensive line has improved greatly. They go out and get free agents the last two years on the offensive lines. Three fifths of their offensive line now are free agent acquisitions from the last two off seasons. So um, they've done everything they can to upgrade the personnel, and I think that's done a great deal of provided a great amount of help for Matt Canada, I should say. Talking to Chris Mack, BetMGM tonight. I, I love the Steelers receiver core, obviously, with George Pickens is obviously the, the headliner there, but Deontay Johnson and then even, you know, Allen Robinson, like they, they, they've got a lot there. But I think the run game to me is a little more fascinating with this team, right? You look at Najee Harris, who you expect to be and is number one on the depth chart, obviously. But then there's Jalen Warren just kind of sitting there. He's shown some flashes in the preseason. What type of role do you expect from him, at least early in the season? I think he's going to continue to be that change of pace third down back. Uh, That's where he's thrived. You look at his yards per carry. 
when he's ripping off those long runs, I mean, averaging over seven yards a carry in what are obvious nickel and dime situations. He's a bowling ball, Jalen Warren. He doesn't fear contact. He finds the hole, whether it's really been opened up or not, hits it and goes and starts running downhill and starts steamrolling, you know, D-backs and smaller safeties. Uh, he'll do that when he gets in in those nickel and dime situations. Najee's going to be the bell cow, the workhorse. He's going to be the guy that may only average 3.9, four yards of carry, but he's going to be in there on first and second down, getting them in those second and manageable situations, maybe even third and short situations in some cases that start to then open up the playbook for Kenny Pickett. Maybe we actually see some play action. That's when we can get the deep shots downfield to George Pickens. Shots in the deep middle to Pat Fryermuth and Darnell Washington, the, the dude that they got as an absolute steal in the fourth round out of Georgia, that huge mountain of a tight end. So it's all, it is all predicated. I don't want to say that it's not important that Kenny Pickett makes a giant leap this year or makes it at least somewhat of a leap. But a lot of this offense is predicated, guys, on Najee Harris finding the kind of production yeah. he found in the second mm-hmm. half last year as opposed to what he looked like in the first half when he was playing with a metal plate in his shoe because of a Liz Frank injury, when the offensive line was still trying to come together. If he looks anything like he did in the second half of last season, this offense is going to look, again, exponentially better than it did last September. When it comes to the defensive side of the ball, obviously, you know, keeping T.J. Watt healthy this season will help if he plays more than 10 games. But mm-hmm. what would be your biggest concern? Is it the secondary? You lose Cam Sutton, bring in Patrick Peterson, who I know is going to be 33 here. Um, but still, I like Joey Porter Jr. a lot. Would you say that's the biggest concern with the defensive side of the ball, just the secondary? Yeah, it's the secondary. I'm more concerned with the safeties. You mentioned the corners. Uh, Patrick Peterson looked pretty good in camp. Uh, Joey Porter Jr., I think, is going to have some growing pains just because of how physically he plays the position. He likes to grab. He likes to push. He likes to shove. Um, But I I do worry about the other safety position next to Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka Fitzpatrick had to come crashing down into the box all too often last year because the inside linebackers were trash. Uh, and he had to play the run a lot more than he ever wanted to. That's the reason he wanted out of Miami. He didn't want to be a box safety. He wanted to be a free safety who could play center field and do a little bit of ball hawking. That's when he's at his best. If the safety next to him is not doing their part, whether it's DeMonte KZ, whether it's Keanu Neal, whoever might be in that position has a really important job, and that job is to simply suck up the tackles that get funneled their way and give Minka the opportunity to make plays on the back end, which is when he's at his best. Uh, That's the one spot, though, that I worry about. I like KZ. I like Neil both, but it feels like they might have to kind of Frankenstein those two together into the one cohesive safety role that they want next to Minka. You know, Chris, I'm looking at the AFC North, man. It's like this division, even last year, you go, oh, it's got some serious potential. And now heading into this year with the Browns, I would assume a better Deshaun Watson. I don't know. Um, He looked like dumb. I know, but it's preseason. (laughs) I try not to get too worked up over preseason. You know what? He did actually look really good in the preseason. But again, it's preseason, so we try not to get too worried about that. But like when you look at where the AFC North is in terms of all four teams, is there a chance that we could, in a very loaded AFC in general, see all four teams make the playoffs? You know, I'm like Ryan. I don't believe in the return of Deshaun Watson Mm. to Houston Texans uh, form until I actually see it. 
and what we saw at the end of last year and the hints of it in the preseason this year is not good. I could see three teams getting in. I could. Uh, I, I, I just, I will always believe, I know it burned Juju Smith-Schuster when he said it a couple years ago before the playoff game with Cleveland, but the Browns is the Browns until they're not the Browns anymore. Um, and so they're the fourth team in this division for me. And I think the Steelers do have a shot. I think, look, as long as that calf issue with Joe Burrow doesn't actually end up being a thing, the Bengals win the division. As long as Todd Munkin doesn't screw up Lamar Jackson actually having some weapons to throw to for the first time in what feels like forever. I think the Ravens are the second team in the division. Um, I think the Steelers are there, though. Like I said, if everything goes the way it is planned to go and you don't have a big injury on either side of the ball, as Ryan alluded to with T.J. Watt, it, Kenny Pickett grows more than just incrementally but almost exponentially. Uh, Matt Canada lets him kind of lets him loose and use those weapons that are at his disposal that we talked about, then this is, like I said, a a nine-and-a-half win team that is battling for a wild-card spot down the stretch and I think has a very good chance to be in the playoffs. Chris, when it's all said and done this season, who do you think is the king of Pittsburgh? Is it going to be Kenny Pickett or is it going to be my guy, Phil Jerkovic, because the Pitt Panthers are winning at least eight games this season in the ACC. Are you buying in this year? I I really like Pitt, man. Are you trying to win, like, honorary Yinzer cred here, Ryan? No. I mean, this is... Nick, tell um, me. How do I feel about my Panthers? He's been all in on the Panthers, man. He's Rodney been... Hammond. Oh, I'll go through the whole roster with you. Anybody who no. don't listen, I'm trying to talk Pitt Panther football with. <laughs> I think the only... Th- I, I like Pitt a lot, too. I think Pat Narduzzi, for as kind of weird as he can be sometimes, yes. yeah. I mean... He has found a formula here, and it is. It's, it's working to, to the point where they are consistently in the conversation every year. I'm curious to see how Dracovic does because, look, BC is, well, it's like I said with the Browns a minute ago, BC is BC. And I, I don't know how much he had around him there other than Zay Flowers, obviously. Um, it, people are excited for Dracovic because he is a Pittsburgh kid. He's back in his hometown. He's playing for Pitt. If Pitt could just have a quarterback, which they didn't have last year in Slovis, then maybe they could do something. I still really like Florida State in, in the ACC. That's my that's my bet in the ACC with Clemson a close second. But I'll take Pitt as a not-too-distant third. There you go. See? You're, it's, yeah, it's, we just got to win eight games. Easing in there. Get those eight games. Yeah, get yeah. those eight wins, and you're good enough. Chris Mack, always good to Thanks, talk Chris. to you, my friend. Thanks for coming on with us. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Man, I, you know, it's... <laughs> I might be moving to Pittsburgh. They love high school football there, <laughs> right? Just like me. Yeah. They got the Panthers. Mm-hmm. They got Kenny Pickett, mm-hmm. and then they got Phil, big game, Jerkovic. People forget the last time mm-hmm. he was healthy, 2020, with Frank Signetti, who's now the OC at Pitt. They were together. Big numbers were put up. Big, big. It's actually hashtag people forget. I know. I'm the one that came up with it, and then Don't. everybody tried to steal it. <laughs> well, it's the most sincere. You guys know that uh, Matthew Stafford and Clayton Kershaw are actually good buddies? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. you didn't know that? Yeah, they are. Oh. Uh, the question is can both of them relate to younger teammates? One can, and maybe one can't. Ooh. So there is that. Uh, suddenly, too, we've got ourselves some big changes in baseball. What they are next and what the markets look like. It's on the night.